0: And i must keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running
1: And i must keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, 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 running Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 180 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. My name is Jim, and we may or may not be joined by Brandon in just a little bit.
0: The guy is drunk!
1: He may be, though though it's late at night, and he's a day-drinking kind of guy, if you ask me. (laughs) But uh, I haven't heard from him. We ended up kind of talking about what books we're going to be doing tonight. And then we usually get a hold of each other when we start to read them then. And it was a little bit later for both of us. It was funny. I actually thought that I was starting late. And right as I sat down to message to him, hey, you're going to have to give me a little bit of time. I'm just starting to read. He actually had just messaged me and said, just sitting down to read. So I thought I actually was going to turn it around on him and start yelling like, really, you're starting this late, you jerk. Right? So like that. But I figured, no, I was gonna tell the truth because I was just sitting down as well. So I was reading and as always with five kids at the in the house and a wife that is always angry, uh, there were some problems that ended up getting a little bit longer than I thought I was gonna take. And Brandon had already read World War Hulk, which we we're gonna talk about tonight. So I ended up reading Avengers, Venom, and then World War Hulk, and then got a hold of him and have not heard from him since. So he may have fallen asleep or... The guy is drunk! uh, Who can tell? Who can tell nowadays, but we'll see. It may be me talking, and if it is just me after this intro, I will be just talking Avengers and Venom from this past week's comics, the new comics, and then next week, me and Brandon will finish up World War Hulk, and we may do that anyway. It is getting a little late, and I don't think there's a lot of books for us to talk about next week. So, The Avengers and Venom, and an oversized Venom at that, might be enough for this week. Plus, we have some mail and all that jazz. But let me tell you where you can find us all around. We're on Twitter, at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We follow you back. That is our policy, and please use that to Send me some messages, talk to me about the comics, let me know. I I say it a lot in the X-Men catch-up stuff that I kind of do need a guiding hand at times, so I don't mind if I say something or I'm thinking something a little, you know, wacky. Let me know, and then we can fix all that. But we also have a website where tomorrow, because I'm recording this Tuesday night, tomorrow, Wednesday at about 9 a.m., we will have the reviews for the copies that are coming out or the comics that are coming out tomorrow. And it's more of the digital only stuff that they were releasing. There is even some Marauder. So that's a bigger one, but I'm going to be doing my review after I'm done here. I'll be doing the Avengers of the wastelands number five. I believe it would be, it is the end of that mini series and it didn't really feel like it was going to be able to be wrapped up in that few issues Though maybe it should have anyway Because not a lot of people besides me and Brandon Are reading it let alone liking it It seems but I'll be doing That written review tonight And then we'll probably talk about that on the podcast Next week we also have a Patreon account where you can Show your appreciation for The stuff that we do here on the feed If you also listen to the DC Podcast things like that But you also get a lot in return and it feels weird because I ended up Doing the same rundown here about five hours ago for episode 179. That kind of, I said I was sneaking that in at the last second, you know, under the bell there. So, and the Patreon, we do a bunch of shows, a lot of Marvel things. One of the bigger things that we do is each week we end up doing a spotlight, two books that we review, talk about that are picked from a poll. That the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew and the whole Patreon deal, they end up getting the pick from. It's a a voting system. They get to pick what is going on and whatever they pick, the top two picks, end up being on the Patreon spotlight. And this past week, there was still going with the one new, one old kind of M.O. We ended up doing Amazing Spider-Man number 43. Talked a little gog and Darth Vader number 3 actually from 2015 the Karen Gillan one that is the first appearance of Dr Afra Uh, Other than that, though, you can get a bunch of shows. It's the beginning of June. If you want to check it out, if you've heard me talk about this and want to check out over 1,100 podcast episodes and they don't disappear, they're always there, including I have a Marvel events podcast. We end up having a Marvel solicits and sales podcast each month, a ton of things, a lot of Marvel as well as DC, indie and non-comic stuff. But if you want to go check that out. You can go, and when you sign up in June, you will not be charged until July 1st, but you'll never be charged if you quit before then. So, you know, give it a shot. Listen in. See if you like it, and if you think it's worth your while and your hard-earned money, I would hope that there'd be something that you would enjoy there. But if not, you just quit, and no fuss, no muss, you'll never be charged. So check that out, patreon.com slash Signs. But we're going to get into this, and I say we hopefully – Hopefully, I don't even know if that is. Is that a word? No limitations. It isn't. Hopefully, it is going to be us. Uh, it's late. I can tell. If Brandon's asleep, I'm right there with him, right? So we'll see what's going on. Hopefully, Brandon will be joining me. But if not, it'll be just me talking to Book. Right, and I am back, and Brandon is not here. Oh, my. No, I talked to him. He actually passed out, but not from drinking, from just being tired. So I'm going to be doing these two books, which are The Avengers number 33 and Venom number 25, and then we'll call it a night, and then me and Brandon will talk some books next week, including ending the World War Hulk story with World War Hulk number five. But first, we're going to start with the Avengers number 33, which I don't know if anybody's been checking out the legacy numbers on the cover. This is Avengers number 33 with the legacy number uh, of Moon Knight number one. Right? Moon Knight number nine. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Uh, I, as you heard the song, I have been a bit critical. Of Jason Aaron's run on Avengers as we get to now the 33rd issue of this run and I barely see an Avengers story or the Avengers around now I ended up getting in an argument this week with a fella who does really enjoy this run and that's fine it's it's always fine to be wrong right hey (laughs) I'm joking but The idea that a story is an Avengers story because one of the Avengers happens to be in a couple pages, that's not what I'm complaining about. And I don't think that that's true. Anyway, and in fact, the best time or the only time you're really going to get the Avengers as a team besides possibly the first five issues when we had that first arc is the credits page because you can see them all together right <laughs> there they are oh and, and yeah i i see oh Cap- captain marvel captain marvel in this book Ooh-wee, not much and yeah you have the team which i'm just going to use the credits page here captain america captain marvel thor she-hulk the uh ghost rider and black panther And when have we really gotten them all together? And where the hell has Cap been? He is usually, he is a guy in this run, pretty much is like if you watched the old Charlie's Angels show, he's Charlie, because all we ever do is get to hear him through the intercom. They're always calling him. They're always talking to him. Never see him. Rarely does anything. And throughout this whole run, we've had bits like, Okay, BC Avengers, we had Tony in the past, in the BC deal, and even like that, for an example, you end up having stuff going on, he's always separating the team, there's never anything for everyone to do, and when Tony was in the past, so he's gone, and while we're waiting for that to resolve, that also pretty much took Black Panther out, because he went to figure out why Tony had disappeared, when they ended up digging up his helmet and things, so he was gone. And then when Tony came back, it, was re- it wasn't even resolved by anything Black Panther did. And-, and Black Panther in this book has set up the Agents of Wakanda to go off into its own book and then pretty much is given lip service throughout this whole series of, yeah, he's doing a great job as a leader, but we only see, the, you know, that. She-Hulk, one of the worst She-Hulks that we've had is in this book. We we end up having, I said, Carol, Captain Marvel, barely in it. When she's in it, she's flirting with Tony. And, you know, Thor, uh, Ghost Rider actually has gotten some good play with that. But I would venture to say that Blade, who's not even an official full-time member, not even in this issue, has more screen time or page time than Captain America. And why I like these team books and, and why... There's a deal where I kind of do get upset about this sometimes is, well, we don't have a real She-Hulk book. So we're only going to get She-Hulk here. It's terrible. We end up having a Black Panther and a Captain America. I'm not a big fan of Tennessee Coates' writing of either of those characters. A lot of people do like – so this is where I'm trying to get my Cap and Black Panther. And, yeah, I tried to get into the – Agents of Wakanda is a team I thought was going to be great but what Jim Zub is doing there I'm not really Enjoying either because like This book he never has the team Together they're all just doing individual Things picking and choosing And if this book was Set up as and you Have Moon Knight in this issue we're all aware Of this I made the joke that it is the Legacy Moon Knight number one I I got a kick out of that that's why I, I mentioned it again right but If you ended up having it that it made sense that it was still feeling like an Avengers book, but you had a rotating roster, that kind of is a recipe for disaster, I think, sales-wise anyway. You do need a solid roster. But say you were doing it, and he kind of is, but it's the fact that, to me, this feels more like a Jason Aaron book Than an Avengers book In my written review Which I did the written review for this on our site I said this might as well This Avengers book Just take Avengers off the cover please And just call it Jason Aaron Presents Because that's what it seems to be He seems to be heading towards a big story And as we go in And I'm going to give you the credits in a minute As we go in I'm going to explain to you The idea that I'm not going to tell you This issue is horrible This issue is good at points, and a lot of other things that he's done have been good. But are they good Avengers stories? These are good Jason Aaron stories, but are they good Avengers stories? This is a good Moon Knight story. Is it an Avengers story? As you go into this, it takes a while before you even get to an Avenger. And don't give me this nonsense that he says in this credits page that... It kind of almost the, the small print See that Moon Knight has been an Avenger. You know what? So is about 7,000 other people. Are we going to have a little arc for everyone? Because I want the team that I got involved with and signed up and wanted to see. Yeah, this might not be my favorite iteration or team or squad. It, that's not the point. This is what you are trying to sell to people and we haven't gotten it. And the just to me, it really is like the nerve of somebody or just being so pompous that you're going to rest your laurels on the idea that in two years, this will end up tying up and making sense and being the greatest thing ever, which it might. I do think Jason Aaron could pull it together at the end and it could be something immense, something epic, but each month, that you are buying an issue called Avengers and not getting the Avengers, it's infuriating. And it, it's happening at Marvel a lot. It does seem as if you end up getting these writers who are more concerned with these bigger stories that don't really fully involve the book they're writing but they're more of like, okay, well, I and I'll tell you right now, one of the other guys that has driven me nuts with this is Donnie Cates. I really like the Venom book. Is Venom in it a lot? I mean, that's, that's one thing. But what I really think about when I talk about Donnie Cates in this is the Guardians of the Galaxy book. It, was that a Guardians of the Galaxy book or was that let's tie up my Thanos stuff and use the Guardians of the Galaxy because I can throw 50 characters in there? in what appeared to be like a, it's a mad, mad world to to try to get Thanos, but also, hey, let's go. Who's going to be? It's like, let's vote somebody off around the island to be a guardian of the galaxy. And by the end of that, when you ended up having Donny Cates leave, you're like, "Eh, that whole thing didn't feel like a guardian's book. It felt like a Donny Cates book. And I just, it, it just, I don't know if it's because I have come into all of this where most of where people will hang their hats on what they love about Jason Aaron is going to be his Thor run, the epic Thor. I came in at the end of that. So I'm not here to hang my hat on that. What I came into, and this might be just my sole problem. It might just be my selfishness that I actually want an Avengers book with the characters that were part of the team because that's just where I jumped in. I jumped in at the fresh start. This was the fresh start Avengers. Here we go. I was excited. I was excited about all the books. And it was one of those, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be excited until you, you screw me. And it, it just feels like this book wants to screw me every time. And my wife would not like that. She would not like that. But it is Avengers number 33, Moon Knight versus the Avengers. It says, though, so like I said, it takes a while for an Avenger to show up. Uh, it is written by Jason Aaron, with art by Javier Garron, uh, colors by Jason Keith, and letters by V.C.'s Corey Pettit. Mark Spector is the Moon Knight, mystically empowered by Khonshu, the Egyptian god of the moon, and I hope I'm saying that right. Moon Knight has used his abilities over the years to defend humanity, including as a member of the Avengers. There you go. It's almost like that's the golden ticket. We're we're going into Willy Wonka's factory now, boy. And Moon Knight, he's a gustus gloop. Uh, And Moon Knight, he's Mike TV, I think. Knight has used all that, but Kan Chu's true motives have long been mysterious. And as his chosen avatar, Moon Knight is the means by which Kan Chu will execute his will. Now, I-, I will give you a ding when we get to an official Avenger. And again, I'm using the official Avengers as somebody who is on that credits page there with. Underneath, you know, worlds, or world's Earth's mightiest heroes, the Avengers So you start off in the Himalayas And the mystical city of the Kunlun And you're going to get Iron Fist And again, let's kind of separate these things It's the tale of two gyms here uh, I could end up having like the devil on my one shoulder And the angel on the other Because a lot of this I do like I do like seeing Iron Fist I, I actually, going into this, thought half of there like oh my you know i don't know a ton about moon knight so this will be cool i'd like to learn a little about you don't really learn anything because it's just throwing out this whole kind of i don't know it, it seems like it's being very fancy and when i end up Doing this again, I said I jumped on with a fresh start, jumped on with this fresh start Avengers book and the Thor with Jason Aaron. So I don't have a full history of Jason Aaron. So when I read something, a lot of times I do have to go, like, I don't know things that might trigger some people. Like, I might see something in this issue and tell you man, that was pretty cool because I don't have as much of an investment or a history with some characters. So something might feel cool. And then I go and look at a review or some message boards and realize, oh my God, people hate this. People are so mad. And I do see that Jason Aaron is not as universally beloved as I thought he was. And I do see a lot that he... Tends to nerf characters a bit This is just And maybe I'm just on a site Or a message board That is skewing that way And and maybe you would tell me No, no, no That's just this view And you may even know Like, oh, that's these sort of people Who don't like this or that Or that's Thor fans Who are mad Or those are But I did see People complaining Saying, which shocked me I wish he would just Leave Thor alone now I also saw things that When it was just announced Before anybody read it And somebody had a preview or something, and oh my god, he's going to get a hold of Moon Knight and make him so wacky and go this, that, and the other thing. And these are things I'm like, I I don't even know what goes on uh, behind the scenes with some of these people and these characters, but just having Moon Knight there, and I really do like the art, but having him and Kun and ending up signaling by pretty much setting up all these, setting off these traps and setting off these alarms as he's going – it's pretty, very obvious to Danny that, you know, Moon Knight is trying to get his attention. He wants to go and he's like, you know, I I have a place in Manhattan. You could have just come over. We could have had coffee or something, but, you know, whatever. And he says, and I'm talking Moon Knight, basically, I'm here for the Iron Fist. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm here. You know me. I'm Iron Fist. No, no, no. I'm here for the Iron Fist. And it's funny because... Danny ends up not realizing that he's saying the Iron Fist, as in, I'm here for the ability. I'm here for the power. I'm not here for you, Danny. I'm here for bigger than that. And I do like Danny's interaction with him. You do end up having, through this, even when you get to the next phase, which is Doctor Strange, where... They are mentioning Mark Spector's problem. Hey, you know, everybody thinks you're wacky. Is this this? Are you OK? Are you right in the head? Do you need help? And he does kind of get a little triggered with it and says, hey, they're going to say that I'm doing all this because I'm nuts. But no, I'm taking my meds. I feel great. This is just going to happen because I'm the fish uh the fist. I'm the fish of Concho. I'm the fist of Concho, And this is the only way. That we can get this done, and they do start fighting. And this part I do like enough because what is going on here, and as you see, and it, it's kind of a cool deal. Is as you get moves, they're kind of announced there. And uh, but what the what Moon Knight wants here, he needs the the Iron Fist. He needs to end up getting attacked by that, and so this does go on a bit until. That, in fact, happens, and then what ends up going on there is that you end up having Moon Knight take the Ankh off of his neck and actually absorbs the Iron Fist power, which does make Danny just scream in agony. And so you move on from there in Greenwich Village. In the Sanctum Sanctorum, there is Doctor Strange fighting the undead mummies. He's going at it, and it looks cool. Like I said, I really do like the art in this issue, but after this deal, because you end up having Moon Knight show up, hey, Sorcerer Supreme, uh, Doc, uh, for another few minutes at least, you tell me what's going on, because he ends up punching Doctor Strange in the forehead and Pretty much embeds the Ankh deal and ends up hitting him with a piece of the Iron Fist. And you do have Doctor Strange say, Did you just hit me with a piece of the Iron Fist? What have you done, Mark? Because he knows if, if you did something, he's thinking of Danny. What is going on here? And as Doctor Strange starts getting attacked continuously by mummies and priests of Kanchu there that are surrounding him. And it's it, it's pretty cool looking, but y- you get this tone or at least this feeling in your mind like we're just going to go to the next. Step. Like everything's going to be all right. Here we go. Iron fist. Boom. Take the take the arm fist. All right, Dr. Strange. All right. Let's take that from you. Hey, let's get because he ends up just taking powers is what he's going down the line. And it doesn't have a real great pacing in my mind. It ends up getting a little bit long-winded. There's not a lot. The biggest change that you get until the very end is actually when you have Moon Knight go to Wakanda and go after the Black Panther. And nothing happens because Black Panther does not have a power that is inside of him the way that you end up having these others. Instead, the power's in my blood. You can't, oh, okay, sorry. And it feels weird that he goes there anyway. It it feels weird that he ends up going. It's almost like I end up going to a sporting goods store to, you know, end up buying some food. It, It didn't seem right that he should know, but you end up where he does seem to take the you know, he's now the Sorcerer Supreme as well. He just took that. He ends up with that and Ankh puts that on. And then we go off to Hill Rock Heights in East L.A. where Robbie Reyes is. There you go. Then we're halfway through the issue. We just heard the ding of the first actual Avenger. And this is the thing with this. What do you get from our first day? It's funny to call him the first Avenger here. But you end up, what do you get? You get a Robbie Reyes who wakes up. Looks like he's got a hangover, says, I feel like hell, and looks out the window, and the hell charger's gone, and then you end up seeing the Moon Knight driving in a cool-looking panel with the Ankh there, like almost like the dice hanging from the rearview mirror. But yeah, there you go. You, you didn't even get anything with Robbie Reyes, except that it's like Brandon, when he woke up to come and do, or, or want to do the podcast, he is, oh my god, what, what did I drink last night? And yeah, you get the... This time it's the engine that screams with soul-burning horsepower. It sounds like a, 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 you know, Sunday, 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 nitro-burning funny cars. The smell of high-octane vengeance is in the air. The tires burn the road into tar in my wake. This time it's not a prayer but a curse that comes from my lips. I curse myself for how good this feels. And now I'm like, what? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? And even... I said in my review and a lot of people are saying the idea, Oh man, this is an awesome moon Knight issue. Oh, if you love, I, I, I kind of disagree now. I don't know moon Knight enough to really be the authority about that, but just pacing and story wise, I think that it is neat to see moon Knight, And then the cliffhanger page up until that, then that's pretty cool. What it ends in, in pretty much a, I don't know, uh, the definitive version, whatever it will be, of Moon Knight with all of the different versions inside all these things. That's cool, but up until this, I I am getting a little bored because then we just go to Wakanda, I said. And and the one thing that you have to kind of like as well is as he is going, as Moon Knight's going to each place, not only is he getting the power, but he's also picking up an army. He's got a lot of people. He's got the mummies. And he's got the priests and he's got the pharaohs. Everybody's with him. I mean, it's like a party. And so he ends up going to Wakanda, and you have T'Challa has already been warned, you know, this is going to be coming. He's going to be doing this. And he walks out and pretty much says, you know, let's just kind of figure this out amongst ourselves because you really can't do much to me. And I, I kind of think you're going for the star brand kid, you know, star brand baby. And you're not going to get the star brand baby ends up talking. And this is where I said about Steve and things like that. Steve Rogers, I'm saying, is the idea. We don't see him. We always see he's Charlie, uh, from Charlie's Angels. It is. Hey, uh, Steve, you there anywhere? Yeah, copy that. It's, it's me. All right. Thank you. Uh, by the way, keep an eye on the star brand baby. Uh, that's a Roger. All right. Then there you go. 10-4 and I'm out. But then he says to the Moon Knight, hey, there, Moon Knight, I yank it the the brand, baby, and plus, you can't get anything from me. I'm not involved with any of this. You can't take my power. They go to fight. And he ends up with this Ankh that he has kind of nunchuck Ankh thing, and then he connects it, and, you know, you have T'Challa in a pretty bad butt move, like... Yeah, I don't know what you think you're doing. It's kind of silly. It's almost like he, he throws the Ankh there and he really thinks all this stuff's going to go on and it, it just it, it fizzles out. Nothing's happening. I'm like, what happened? I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, my power is in my blood. If you want it, you'll have to take all of me. So let us go, Fist of Conchu. And I thought to myself, well, you are talking a lot of trash here to Chell. Like, I don't know if you really want that, but you end up then. With Thor, he's heading back to Asgard, it looks like. But as he goes, he passes the moon, and there's Moon Knight. And he says, Oh, I guess I'm gonna have to take care of this. Here we go. You know, take take him down, Mulnier. Yeah, and it seems as if Moon Knight can control. And I saw a lot of people that were upset about this. And this is where I was kind of alluding to at the beginning. Something that I kind of thought was neat. Uh, not really knowing or you know reading or having a history with a lot of things of thor or moon knight but the idea of you know the hammer made of uru and uru is in fact now we're revealed to be a moon rock but really what is a moon rock and what isn't and how many whatever but you end up where oh you didn't know that mjolnir there's it's a moon rock so- I kind of control it, and then, ba-boom, he just sends the hammer, and the hammer's whipping around, just beating the crap out of Thor, who just, you know, has to get the heck out of there, but as he is trying to get it, and in the long run, though, the thing that ends up happening here, which we'll see how it can do, it's another one of these things where Let's do something else with Thor instead of having Mjolnir forsaking him. You know what? He's unworthy now. Now it's Moonrock. I mean, boy, Thor can't catch a break. The guy's the all-father now. And I know how that feels. I have five kids. I don't want to be the all-father. I just want to be the kind of father. Uh, The kind of father who's left alone and doesn't have to yell and scream. That's the kind of father. I end up being the all-father who's always yelling and screaming and cooking and cleaning. Not really cleaning. If Tanya heard that, my wife, she she would laugh because <laughs> she heard that cleaning bun. He ends up, oh, Mjolnir, why have thou forsaken me? As every moon in the galaxy comes and pretty much crashes into Thor, which I can only think will cause a lot of cool surfing to be going on with the tide being all out of whack the way it would. So there you go, and and all that's going on, and that's where you end up. With what I thought was the cool deal And it does in the way that I see it But again, I don't have a lot of it But it seems like if you're reading at DC If you're reading the Hawkman book And you have Robert Van Diddy doing what people call The definitive version of the Hawkman's origins and histories And all the things That's what this felt like to me It felt kind of like that as you end up going down The roll call. I mean, really, it's roll call. Hey, I'm Mark Spector, and I'm here to say, I'm not a very good rapper, but you end up with them. Hey, uh, I'm Mark Spector. It would be funny. It's just like there's music playing. Hey, I'm Mark Spector. Uh, I'm the Moon Knight, and I have felled a God today. All right. He goes off, and then you're like, hey, I'm Stephen Grant, the Moon Knight, and I have felled many friends today. All right. They're all clapping. Hey, by the way, uh, my name's Jake Lockley. Uh, and my name's Mr. Knight, and I have done this, all oh, for the good reason. All right, yeah, everybody's cheering. So you're getting the roll call here as you do end up getting pretty much Kanchu showing up, looking pretty bad, but, and saying, ah, oh, you've done well, my fist. Kanchu approves. Now we can save the world. But save the world, aren't you ending it? And I, I think that in my mind, maybe I should like this more because – I think that what Kanchu is saying and doing is he's been watching, he's been, you know, looking at things and he's sitting there like, I don't know what's going on for, you know, say like 33 months, this Avengers team has done crap. They can't even do things together. I don't even know about that. That Captain America, they say. I, that guy never shows up. And what happened to Captain Marvel? I mean, really? So what we're going to do is we might as well take all their powers and then we'll just go out and do things because they are pretty much asleep on the job. And for 33 months, 33, I say, they've been guest stars in their own book. I, they don't realize Avengers is on the cover and they kind of go through the motions behind the scenes being the not important thing ever in the book. So I think that's what's happening. He's taking it. He's taken to the streets is what he's doing. He's going to make it a book that's now just the Avenger and has most of the powers there. But just think, too, where's Tony in this? Uh, another one that, you know, I'd like to see occasionally. Uh, But no, no, you just set these things up and this is going to continue, you know, then we go away for a little, then we come back. But all this, you know, this is all set up. And even with that, it's like we got to stop the devil. And I'm like, I I had enough of Mephisto and uh, that's wait until uh, you get an event. But don't set up an event for three freaking years. I I get when are we going to get any of these things resolved? And how can you how can you trust that it's going to be? And by the time that happens, we've already spent hundreds of dollars and so much time invested in this book. You've got to make it worth it for everyone. And you are writing a team book, please. I'm so sick of it. And yeah, if you're sitting there and saying, well, why do you review it? Well, why? why what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, I know you are, but what am I? I don't, because this is what we do. And that's what the one guy, I guess you don't have to read it. I said, I guess you can shut your mouth. This is what yeah, I guess you could do. I guess we can all sit here and guess all along, but <laughs> you know, really. And I hate that just to tell everybody, just to get everybody triggered as well. The idea that you don't like something when you're reviewing it, and then somebody saying, Well, why well, you don't have to read it? We're reviewing it because we want to tell people what we think about it. Just because you don't like it is not the idea, okay, because I think it's that's why I should stop. Well, if everybody's getting I see people give this book, you know, 10 out of 10s. I bet should they stop? Because they're just saying the same thing all the time, too. So there, I'm I'm done. I'm done with this. Nonsense. Where's Brandon? Where is he? But yeah, I do like the art. If you end up wanting a Moon Knight issue and something that would feel like a springboard to a possible Moon Knight story slash maybe solo book, and an issue that really felt like a number one Moon Knight book, I think you'll probably love this. And I think that it's well served for you if you are sitting here like me and waiting. You know kind of patiently I'm not a very patient guy I don't have enough of an attention span To be that patient If you're waiting for a team book That involves all the Avengers on that credits page It seems like that's not in the cards And if you are buying this I get review copies I end up being able So there's another reason why I am trying to talk And and you have to take it with the grain of salt Of this is what I feel If you feel different that's fine but if you end up feeling the same way or you have heard me talk and you might have some the same sensibilities you can say. And I would say if you're waiting for the story to all come together or you're waiting for an actual Avengers book, I would trade weight on this. I would. And actually, I wouldn't even do that. I would wait the six month you know, window of when it shows up. On the Marvel Universe app I don't think that this is worth And if you're a Jason Aaron fan y- You probably enjoy this as well So that I, I just It's not one of those books that I can say Everybody's going to love There are going to be people who do There are certain fans that will love just this issue And I do see some people who were saying Man, I haven't read Avengers this whole time I'm not normally a Jason Aaron fan But I get everything Moon Knight And I thought it was great and that's great that this is your character. That's why he's in this. He's in this so that Moon Knight fans would go on to it. So, you know, have a ball with it. And just don't get mad at me. I'm I'm more upset about the idea of it being a non-Avengers book than it being a Moon Knight book, at least for now, because it's been changing over and over with all of these things. And I just, I, I just need it to... Resemble an Avengers book, and I, I guess I've said that enough. I'm giving it a four out of ten, and that's a lot of the art. I would say that if you are a Moon Knight fan, that score will flip, roll around, and and talk into probably a nine, if if not higher. So you know, I, I and I, you know what? I respect that. If that's what you're there for, if this is the first issue of Avengers you got and you loved it, that that's great. Kind of proves my point a little, but it is great. Uh, it's just not my thing. Well, before we get into the next book, we're gonna stop for a second, we're gonna go off and do some mail, but I will be back after that to talk a little bit of venom. Do
0: you have the time to drive me in Brandon Line? yeah with that's my book comics at gmail.com We will read them all. At the wrong turn says mail call Whether they're positive or when they are not You can give a shout out to your peeps Make fun of Brandon but not me It's all for the weekend show Brandon lives in Buffalo Now here's wrong turn to say Yo, it's mail call
1: Ah uh, yes, thank you. Wrong turn, and this is Malcolm. We haven't had a lot of mail recently, so I got to get back in the swing of things. But if you want to email us about anything, you can email us for the show at weirdsciencemarvelcomics@gmail.com. at gmail dot com. And the- it's just that easy. <laughs> yes, thank you. Wrong turn, and Matt emailed us this week and said Jim. I know you don't like to get political, and that is true. I don't. And I, I just want to let everybody know it's usually because I am not as learned as some. And I think that when people start to talk a lot about politics that don't know about politics, that is kind of a dangerous thing. I don't really like to talk about things that I don't really know too much about anyway except comics right that's <laughs> it it's only comics Ah, uh, yes but he says i'd really like your perspective on what's going on right now with all the rioting happening across the country and the thing is I, I do i have talked to some people and i have talked to some people in uh anger tones because number one i do want to kind of separate the idea that the rioting and the looting is not necessarily 100% connected to the protesting. And people are using that as a clear wash of everything. Oh, you know, this whole deal of no, there are people who definitely and legitimately are protesting peacefully and are against the looting and the rioting themselves as well, because it does end up Skewing their message, the skewing of the message that it is an awful thing that ended up happening to a man and just not one man. I mean, and that's the thing about this. And it's tough for me to really talk about it. And I don't even think a lot of times it's my place to talk about it. But I I do think that there are people who are treated awfully in this country and they don't deserve to be treated the way they are. Just because of the color of their skin and and I'll talk about this and I realize that there might be some people who get upset pretty much what I'm going to tell you is racism is awful it is awful and if anybody is listening right now and disagrees with that please don't listen to us ever again please I I don't want you to even listen and just that's that racism is awful and anything that comes from racism is awful. The thing is, I, I don't know how to stop it. I, I just don't. I try to do my little part. And like the people who are protesting, like some of the people who are probably riding as well, who's ha- I, it, it's so frustrating because it seems like something that is so simple that a human being could get in their head that let's treat everybody the same. I mean, really, I go through the point, I do things a little bit more, and I'm not going to tell you I'm a good person, uh, but I try to treat people who treat me well as well, but anybody should be treated better than I treat myself because I don't treat myself that that good. But the whole deal is I try to teach my kids that that is one of the most important things. And one of the things that I have said over and over on the DC podcast a lot as well, the idea that my dad was a jerk. I hated him. I did not get along with my dad. I don't think my dad ever wanted to have a kid. I don't think my dad had any feelings for me, but the one thing that he did teach me and he did end up teaching me, not even just from lip service of saying, Hey, you shouldn't be racist. Hey, you should. No, no. I, I actually saw my dad do, you know, walk the walk every day. I saw that he wasn't racist. He was a lot of other things that I didn't like, but that was one of the things and one of the only things that I sit. And when I do think about it, I'm actually proud that my father was not that. And so I am also happy that I am not I'm not going to tell you, though, that everything is cut and dry and all these things going on and that it's that easy to just, you know, sit on a high horse and say this or that. But I do try to teach my kids to not be racist, thinking in my mind that that's what we need to do. If everybody did that, we would all end up, you know, everybody would get along, things like that. The problem is And again, this is getting, you know, probably way beyond what a comic book podcast should be. The the problem in my mind and the thing that I think that we have to realize and just to let everybody know, full disclosure, I am a white male adult. It's not up to me when everything's good. It's not up to me to say, well, I've done all I can and you better accept that. It's not up to us. It's up to the people who have been treated so poorly all this time. It's up to them to say when they are ready to accept what, what uh, that's. And I think that that's something that people do not get in their heads that, oh, man, I've done all I can. You know whatever. It doesn't matter because the, we, we don't know what it's like. I can say all I want. I can sit here and, you know, I'm on a I can make up things and say all this stuff. I'll never know what that's like. I, I won't. I ended up talking to a guy way back. When it wasn't even a podcast deal, this was at my old work, I came in, and this guy was almost in tears, because he and this is years ago, where he said to me, I had to teach and this was a black man, I'll tell you, I had to teach my teenage son, what to do if he gets pulled over. And and in the way of I had to teach him what to do to not get killed. I'd never have to say that to my kids. I'd never have to say, listen, if you get pulled over, you have to do this, this, and this. Don't do that. Don't do this because you could die. If he, if I end up, if my son gets pulled over, I'm pretty much sure that he did something bad and I'm going to be mad at him. It, it goes beyond that. It just, it, it kills me. It really does. It really kills me. It upsets me. And it actually gets me very, very emotional talking about this stuff. The the other thing is what really does upset me. And he actually says the next thing, what happened to COVID? And this is one of the things that really, really, this is a true deal. When this all went down, when the COVID-19, this corona went down, I actually said to my wife and kids, listen, it stinks. It stinks being stuck in the house. It stinks being quarantined, all these things. And even the idea where it's awful for me, who's kind of a hypochondriac, the idea that some people are saying there's nothing going on. Other people are saying it's it's the worst thing ever. And if somebody calls on you, you're going to die. Things are going in my head. But I did say, you know what? Out of all of this, I think that maybe what we'll find out, and this is right at the beginning, what we'll end up finding out is that this this covid is a common thing for everybody everybody's stuck in their house and almost worldwide and so we have a common when can you say that the world has ended up except maybe war and that's where people are against each other and that we're all doing the same we're all having the same thing happen a very common experience that i really really thought that this was going to be the point where oh my god we're now not we're nothing we're humans now we're all stuck in this position together we're going to all realize that oh my god you know we're all the same we're all here we're all having this deal we all have this thing where i could go anywhere pretty much you know around the world and say oh man how about that quarantine that that really stunk and you'd have this common bond this experience that would bring people together and humanity pretty much proved me wrong and it's worse it's actually worse now and i don't understand it i i really when i was a little kid i ended up where they had a deal and i think that it was the thing like how would you have world peace how would you and it's kind of funny because this was before i had read watchmen and things like that because my idea was the only way we're going to have world peace is if we get invaded by aliens and they treat us all the same because they would. You're humans. And when we realize that we're all in it together, we fight off the, the aliens. And then all of a sudden, everybody, but I know that the minute the aliens are gone, we'll start pointing fingers, start doing nonsense. I, I just, it, it's very upsetting. It's, it's very sad to me what's happening. But I understand, you know, I say it's sad. It, it's infuriating it's for some people, and rightly so. And it's about time that everybody just takes a look at their own self and and ends up, you know, pretty much realizing what has gone on. And if you don't know the history of things, you, you got to look it up. you got to see if, if things like this happen, don't get angry right away. Try to and even if you can't talk to people about it, try to research why it's happening, because usually things like this are happening for something more than just that instance. It is a combination. It's a building up. And some of this stuff that is happening right now is a buildup of hundreds and hundreds of years. And also just feeling like you are not being looked after by the people who should be looking after you, that you're not being helped by the people that should be helping you. And where you end up getting angry and sad at points but because of an instance when you realize that that instance is happening because the same people are not helping or looking after you that's when it just becomes too much and people do end up then getting very angry and again rightly so i would never say that it's right to loot anywhere i don't think it's right to riot but the protests go on, and, and there are people, too, that have gone through these protests for, I mean, a long time. There are people probably protesting right now that were protesting in the 50s and 60s, thinking that this should be getting better, and it's not. And there's a point where there is a breaking point, unfortunately. And again, I don't ever like any sort of violence or things like that, but I also don't like racism and people being treated As somebody less because of their color and things like that or anything, any reason. But there you go. Now I'm sad. I'm very sad about what is going on and how it ended up getting this way. And then he says, "What happened? Did the Eagles win another Super Bowl? We missed it. That didn't happen. I don't know. They 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 actually have a pretty good team if they're going to be having a season next week. And then I think the Get Fresh crew would benefit from your point of view. I think they're going to all yell at me or some." You know, there there's some and that's the thing. When the get fresh crew, when we say a lot of times on the Patreon and stuff like that, that it is a family, it is. And families can disagree. And families can have arguments and families can be on separate sides of issues, and that's fine. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Thanks for all the shows recently. I've really been enjoying them, and I wanted to personally thank you for all the hard work and countless hours you put into it. And then he says, Thanks matt and thank you matt and that is the mail and i'm gonna go off now to talk about venom all right and this is venom number 25 an oversized issue and the reason why brandon is not here to talk about anything because he said that this book put him to sleep and he did end up pretty much saying that You know, a whole bunch of recap, oversized recap. It got him tired and he conked out. And I just told him, you you just take a rest, my friend, and I I will take care of this. I have your back. I told him.
0: I'm a man. I'm
1: 40. And it is the issue written by Donny Cates. And I just went past the credits page like a a maroon Uh, pencils by Mark Bagley inks by andy owens and colors by frank martin letters by vcs clayton cows and i hate when you end up having the credits all the way in the back and then you have to go to the front for the page of recap and really like you said this is a pretty much a recap issue now we'll talk about that in a second and why maybe it's not a bad thing with everything and it is a timing issue but coming back after this whole shutdown I don't know. It actually feels like it it is a decent deal to get everybody. It's a weird way to finish Venom Island. I'll tell you that, but it might be well served for some people to jump on now because not a lot of books are coming out each week and also to get us back on board. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember we were at Venom Island, but we also get some new stuff. And the pretty much the big thing is the reveal of Dylan's powers to Eddie. But Venom Island conclusion Following the events of absolute carnage, Eddie Brock realized that a powerful evil had become malignant and within the psyche of the Venom symbiote. Resolving to cure it, Eddie borrowed a Quinjet from Captain America and set course for a deserted island he and the symbiote had lived on for a time. But it wasn't long before the darkness within his symbiote made its presence and name known. Carnage, who brought Eddie's plane down in a violent crash, as opposed to those soft crashes, when you crash a quinjet on, you know, pillows that are on the bed. After a narrow escape that cost him his left hand, Brock was seemingly rescued by the Avengers, who promptly nuked the island or eradicate the symbiote still on it. And that was not true. Meanwhile, unaware of any of this, Eddie's son, Dylan, has discovered a unique ability to track and control symbiotes, which he has used to track Eddie down, only to learn a terrible truth. Eddie never left the island at all. He, the island's still there. The call is coming from inside the island. Instead, he has been bonded against his will to the reborn Carnage symbiote, and Dylan and Venom are the only ones who can save me, and the whole deal... This is an issue that is being told after the fact by Eddie trying to first warn the Avengers and convince them, hey, we got to fight this thing coming. No, and we'll go with this. Now, the funny thing in this is as we go through one of the other big things about this is we get to see the new symbiote virus. And this was not going to be the first appearance. The first appearance was going to be in the free comic book day. We didn't have the free comic day. In the meantime, I saw an article today on Bleeding Cool that somebody had been selling hundreds of issues of that free comic book day for $20 a pop. That's a guy that we call a jerk. But now that's not going to be the first appearance. That's why people were buying it. It was the first appearance of this virus it is no longer so hopefully that guy loses a shirt and people didn't full out pay already that they were waiting for it to ship and they cancel all the orders and go take that go take that ebay alley i don't i don't know what the guy's name was or if it is even a guy but it just i hate when people take advantage of things like that it's so oh it gets me angry but you end up having eddie talking we find out like i said later to the avengers about Hey, you know, it's me, Eddie, you know, I could be crazy, I could be cool, I could be suave, and I, you know, I try to be a good guy, I try to be as good as that Spider-Man, I see the way people look at him, but man, I've kind of messed up, I kind of messed up a bunch of times, had some problems, all this stuff going on, and yeah, I was a bad guy, I was trying to kill Spider-Man at one point, how could I trust myself, Uh, all these things, but he is trying to be good Now And and you get that. And it's, you know, this six panel deal where it's just Eddie. And I do like the expressions he has, things like that. But it still is just Eddie rambling on. He's like Robert Plant and ramble on here. And so when you do get to the recap, though, I didn't mind. And like I said, I think that it is better served now than it ever would have been because of the shutdown i'm like all right yeah I, i'm a guy who can't remember things so and i do like the art i think mark bagley's art's really good but you're you know going through pretty much the whole run and the series here of that but also other things hey i became the the symbiote it me. all these things but then this snow came the guy the symbiotes boy wait till i tell you about him He's got a heck of a story, that guy. But then I ended up kind of being separated from the symbiote, and then it wasn't talking to me, and all these things. And that does bring up the fact, and something I did see people were complaining about today on Twitter, just a couple, but saying that, indeed, you don't get a lot of Venom in the Venom book. But unlike the idea of what I just said about Jason Aaron's Avengers earlier, you're still getting Eddie and you're still getting Venom, it's just a different kind of storytelling. Now, some might be upset. I want more Venom. I need the black suit. I need the... But you have to do something else. When you end up having a team like the Avengers, there's a lot of stories you can tell with those. And he's trying something new, and it's making sense with getting separated from the Venom symbiote to lead to the carnage stuff and all that. There is a funny bit in here where you do even have Donny Cate's poking fun at himself at one point like yeah and then carnage attack and boy you know that event carnage that really never ended it kept going i'm like yeah it kind of did but yeah you end up with him talking hey you know and a lot of bad things happened i ended up having to face my demons but not everything was bad i actually found out i have a son he says i have a son his name is dylan he's my whole world he looks up to me like the people looked at Spider-Man. This is all he wanted. He's very selfish that way. He just wanted somebody to look at him nice. Uh, but he says, I'm not father of the year, but, you know, he thinks I'm a good guy, at least. And I've been trying to be good, but it's it's challenging. And, you know, he's going through all this, and he's kind of going. And you are getting both a visual and a yakety-yak version of what ended up leading to this issue the venom island conclusion So I'm not going to go through every little Bit of and there's that and there's that but Later on like I said we do End up getting the Big thing is Dylan having these powers Being able to Locate somebody. That's which I say at the beginning but Also it's pretty bad but too, he, he ended up you know pretty Much fighting carnage already Ended up with all that stuff going on with Normie trying to protect them and so, yeah, you end up where we then go. And as he's telling the story about the whole deal on Venom Island, and it was a big ending of the less. This was V Rex. This was the symbiote being remote controlled through Dylan, who is ending up making him into a huge T-Rex. That was awesome. Awesome. And now... We're back. Okay. And I'm telling you, when this went, I'm, oh, yeah, Yeah, that was great. And you do end up then seeing the Carnage symbiote that, with Eddie in it, now attacking and fighting with the V-Rex as they're going with the regular Venom symbiote. And through all of this, you do see, and I, I really like the visual of this, of inside the Carnage deal Eddie is trapped in a Carnage like prison. And I really like the way that plays out. Now, in the meantime, Dylan is still back in New York. He's still going through, you know, this remote control as Carnage is trying to figure out what's going on. They start attacking. You do end up where Dylan starts showing some really, really big abilities. I mean, really, because now all of a sudden he's visualizing himself inside at the prison where Eddie is. Going up to try to save him That we can work together We can do this I have powers I, I think I can beat Carnage I think I know what all this means I think all this stuff And yeah, and he ends up explaining it It started when the Carnage symbiote attacked us mm-hmm. And it says back in Absolute Carnage number 5 Venom Maniacs. I was trying to protect Normie And I just, I lost control And, and he went somewhere and he can track things And you know, he can kind of see no i mean that that's the big thing he's not really telling every everything here but it is huge well while this is going on it's distracting dylan number one so he ends up where the venom symbiote is starting to get the crap kicked out of him the v-rex is starting to get the crap kicked out of it by the carnage symbiote and as you have dylan talking to eddie You end up having you have some pain when the when the V-Rex gets hit by like this giant axe that Carnage has. And you do end up seeing that there there is trouble. Cletus is coming up from behind and ends up pretty much grabbing Dylan and throwing him into the cage with his father, which does end up making him react the same way. You know where he is physically remember this is just this you know mind deal that he is doing with the venom symbiote and he is going to die because he falls off the building. And I'll tell you right now if you are going to do things like if you're in the astral projection if you believe in such things or you're you know maybe somebody out there is part of the whole symbiote deal and you have Dylan's pet when you do this don't don't do it on a ledge of a building. Do it maybe in your easy chair on the first floor of your apartment. Maybe do it where you're in a locked room with somebody guarding it, uh, you know, because things always go wrong, but you don't need to fall off the building during this time. Luckily, sleeper is there. The sleeper symbiote is there and jumps to grab Dylan. And If you remember, the big thing about the sleeper symbiote here is the idea. Don't don't do this, Dylan. He has been against this whole playing with carnage deal all along, even when it was just a little sliver. I'm just you know pretending. I'm just playing. He's been against it all along, and I just think that he is waiting there, luckily, to save Dylan because he just needs to tell him, I told you so. He is definitely an I told you so guy, and I think he's going to do this. But, yeah, he ends up saving Dylan, but as he's doing it and grabbing Dylan It burns him, it's burning him This whole carnage deal that is, you know, in him And he does have that sliver in the other hand But he says it burns You have to wake up, I can't hold you, Dylan You have to sever your connection But if he severs this connection It's pretty much, you know, his dad's done Eddie's done, so he won't do this And I will tell you that I don't know that it fully plays out the greatest From where Dylan is really to what he's doing in the cage with with Eddie, you know, you kind of just get it to happen, but it is pretty neat. It's just a little vague in my mind, but you end up having Dylan, you know, has to pretty much accept all this stuff. He has to accept this power. He's got to show his power, and he ends up pretty much going uh, nuclear. He, he ends up, but boom, the Carnage symbiote dissipates off him. It rips off him, but. On the island through this Projection it also Ends up having the explosion on the Island which I think that what You ended up having which was a kind Of a neat but very quick Setup of this is the idea That when you end up Getting the projection of Dylan Pushed by Cletus and in real time He's falling off the building because he got Pushed that sets up that you go back And forth and we've had this a little With this anyway but it sets up Then that if Dylan ends up ripping that symbiote off his arm and then exploding with that. You end up having the explosion on the deal, which does end up ripping the Carnage symbiote off of Eddie and it's gone. And he is just left there with the Venom symbiote, his symbiote. And one of the things that I, you know, we were all discussing, me and Brandon. And other people, too. It's like, okay, when are we going to get back Eddie and the Venom symbiote? And how are you going to get Carnage out of this? And that's kind of it. It just gets boom! It's almost like the Carnage bomb went off and it pushed it off. It's gone for now. Hey there, symbiote, let's get back together. And you do have Peaches and Herb reunited because it feels so good between Eddie and the Venom symbiote. Now, he's not going to be able to do anything about that stump. Eddie still doesn't have a hand tries to like hey come on there venom get it going you're gonna heal that he's like yeah i can't heal something that ain't there (laughs) i mean you got a stump and that's staying but i could do this and then ends up you know enveloping on him he's getting the venom symbiote and it makes a symbiote hand there that looks like that's how you're going to be able to go on with this that's kind of a neat thing so that you can get both Eddie and the symbiote, but also allow Eddie to kind of walk around and be himself. But the Venom symbiote's still there with him, just his left-hand man there. Hopefully he isn't a lefty, if you know what I mean, right? And then he's like, all right, you know, how do I get home from there? And yeah, you end up with them, you know, going to get home and all that. And this is where you see that as he's talking, he is talking to, the Avengers he says I have to come To you I had to talk to somebody and You're the guys and gals to talk To because something big's Coming null's coming it's awful Uh and I Need to warn you and we're gonna have to Fight and I thought oh my god there is the Avengers as a team. Where don't we see it? I mean, you, you end up with one of the coolest spread pages there, and I see all of the Avengers there. there there's Captain Marvel. She, she looks like, there's She-Hulk. You end up having Robbie Ray's Ghost Rider. Hey, there's Iron Man. There's Thor. There's Cap- Captain America isn't calling this in. Oh, my. And there's Black Panther. They're all there, just like they should be. As the world is coming to, not an end, but coming to a fight. That's coming while Null is on his way and almost there. And then you get both She-Hulk and Captain Marvel continuing to flirt with Eddie. And they like a man with a beard. Uh, I I have a beard, kind of, but I don't think they'd like it. It's not very impressive. It's more of the homeless guy that sits in his room and podcast beard. Not, a, not, not very trim, but... You end up having all this, and then Cap says, all right, what is this No, You know, tell us. Uh, it's bad. That's what you need to know. That's all. It's bad. And and you do get this big spread page with this virus there who's over a burning city. You see no, You see a lot of things in this. You even see the maker who looks like he's going to go through a little portal and things so there you go having a glimpse at the stories and the big thing coming down the pike it looks pretty cool uh but then you end with pretty much i mean if you're gonna do something that is kind of a horror based deal you know you do always have to end with the fist the hand coming through the grave up that you. oh my god Well, this is the deal with the Carnage symbiote sliver that then goes into the ocean and then becomes a shark's fin, hopefully wearing it like a shark's fin like LL Cool J did with his hat in Deep Blue Sea. But we'll see. But yeah, you end up, and really what I also like, because I like anything that ends with fin. Because that makes me laugh. It's like the pretentious deal to kind of poke that. But when there is a fin on a page that says fin, then you just you you crack the code. You might have crossed the streams as well, but I think you also have cracked the code. And I didn't even mention the two page montage sequence uh, of the deal that look really good. They are. Uh, with Ryan Stegman, J.P. Meyer, and Frank Martin doing the art on those. So I did want to say, now, that's not the end because you end up having this oversized deal. I'm not really going to get into David Michelini's and Ron Lim's Paradise Interrupted story, uh, mainly because it is a flashback story that takes place between Amazing Spider-Man 347 and 362. This is him on the island, Eddie, I'm saying, and it is old school. He's there eating a can of peaches and pretty much ends up seeing that the smuggler types of piece of craps, they're grabbing stuff. That's the U.S. Army property, storing it, grabbing it. And then they end up having them, uh, Eddie and the Venom symbiote kind of kick into chase these guys and then kind of kill them at the end in here where they have a collapse they're in a cave and this cave blows up and ends up collapsing which the venom semiad says that stinks i could have eaten them and yes they he could have you it's know just that but yeah so it's it's kind of neat a little it has some old school art the one side uh profile of venom look great uh i did Dig that, But overall, it's not really anything that's, you know, real consequential and it didn't affect my score at all. But my score overall, because it's just recap. But again, I it's a timing issue that maybe the recap was well served at this point. But even so, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I did like the art. It's just that basically this is to, hey, by the way, we're ending this, you know, Venom Island, uh, but we're more concerned about what's coming down the pike so we can tell and the the deal with eddie just sitting there with his face there telling i don't know it was okay but the reveal that he's talking to the avengers that's not really a twist here that he's gone to them to talk you could have had more interaction with them to be right away i didn't think that that was anything that was shocking right And, and anything but You end up with that but thanks everyone thanks for listening uh, yeah. And everybody try to stay safe. Try to try to be nice to people. That, that's all we need to do. And, and again, just try to think about things. Try to remember that uh, people have gone through some different things and some people have not been treated well that probably are not probably they should have been. Everybody should be treated well and until they deserve not to be. This is not something you should not be born into not being treated well. That's nonsense, that is complete nonsense, and it just seems like something that, you know, should be common sense, but sometimes things aren't. So, hey, uh, thanks for listening. Now I'm sad again. I I get sad when I talk about this stuff because it it just ends up being so frustrating, but thanks, everybody. I hope that you enjoy this episode. I hope that you're also enjoying the X-Men catch-up, trying to get that done because, then we can move on to some other things, and I, I'm up for suggestions. When we're done with the X stuff, and I do think that we'll be done near the end of June. We'll, we'll get there. Then you end up having some free space here because, yeah, I'll be talking about the new X books, but we might have one or two episodes, uh, you know, a week or you know, every other week to have some other things. And maybe the other things could be some classic things. Maybe the other things could be something else. I don't know. Maybe we can have a, uh, you know, uh, what am I saying? A Marvel Unlimited reading club where we can get suggestions of what to go through. Everybody can do that. We can have, you know, whatever. Well, I'm up for anything. But if you also want to get a lot of other things, to support us for what we do. You can go over to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Weird Science. And yeah, you'll get a ton of shows there. Some a show that I do with Silver Age comics, a show that I do with a, a goofy, really bad comics, uh, a show that Brandon does where he pretty much goes through a comic that probably should have never been written at all and talks about it and wonders why the heck it was written at all. And then some other things I said, the Marvel uh the Marvel, what is it called? Events podcast. I'm all out of sorts now. It's getting late too, but yeah, I go through an event each month and sometimes they take me a little long because of the amount of issues, but I go through those and all that stuff. But thanks everybody. And I'll talk to you soon.